Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Attack and Release Show. Today, I am joined by my good friend from Nashville, Sam Moses. Hello. 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 Today is the episode, Sam. Today. The episode they've been waiting for. It comes out every November? Yeah, November. The one you And been we only for. have a few more episodes left of the year. Yep. Uh, today's the 15th, man. Yeah, we're kind of behind episodes. This will come out on the 29th, and then I think after that, we have two more episodes. And we wrap, unless we do like a little, like, you know, Christmas extravaganza episode like we did last year. See if we actually followed through on any of our. What's it? What's the thing you say at New Year's you're going to do for the next year, but you don't do, and it's not called go to the gym? What is it called? A resolution. Resolutions? Yeah. Yeah, that one. If we do another one of those, I like that episode. Yeah, that was a good episode. Well, like seven minutes. Mm hmm. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Some Santa hoeing at the end? Oh, it's a weird word. Yes, there was. Indeed. How would you turn that into a. Is that a a verb? (laughs) Santa hoeing away? Santa's hoeing away. I mean, that's. that's, (laughs) All right. He's today's episode is obvious. Today's episode is gear episode, as you read in the title, and uh, yeah, we're gonna kind of get into it. Software plugins, uh, hardware, what's new, what's old, what's changed, what hasn't. Are we two old men that are set in our ways in our thirties, and we found the perfect chain, uh-huh. and you're about to learn it? Uh-huh. Stick to, stay tuned to find out. But first, Sam, Matt. why don't you take us away with some house- housekeeping? Woo-hoo! Hello, audience, Woo-hoo! listener. Thank you so much for being here again. It's a gift. It's a gift to have you. Um, this is that unique, fun time called housekeeping where you get to screenshot this episode or past episode, post it on Instagram. Please help us post it. Um, tag me, most mastering. Tag Matt for the record mastering. We will reshare your post, but more importantly, we get to know you one-on-one. We're getting to know our audience one by one, and it's awesome because y'all are awesome. I have learned things. Uh, we have referred people to each other. It's just been a great way to get to know our community. And it also, <clears throat> excuse me, helps us uh, all make records better together. So that's housekeeping. Screenshot it. Post on Instagram, tag us, we'll reshare, we're holler, we'll get to know you, and that's it. Okay. Holler. It's not Christmas yet. Yeah, that's true. Dude, what's weird is everyone's got their Christmas stuff up. They are definitely early in our it's, neighborhood this year. <clears throat> it's I think it's early everywhere. And it's I'm gonna, been since October. Yeah, I'm gonna do it this weekend. My neighbors got their fake tree. Well, I mean, it's almost Thanksgiving. Right. So it's like understandable. I went out to get the mail, I think, two weeks ago, and my neighbors have their fake tree up already. You can see it and all lit up. It's yeah. really nice, but it's like, y'all, it's still in the I, um Yeah, I've noticed in my neighborhood people started early. Now, that doesn't bother me, just for the record. I love Christmas. I love Christmas decor. And so, uh, you know, people that want to do that a few weeks earlier each year, it's fine with me, honestly. Don't mind it. It's fun. Makes me smile. I don't. See- I think I like Christmas more now that I have children, mm-hmm. and it's kind of neat because you get to like live it through their eyes. Yeah, and it kind of like I don't know when you're in your 
20s or whatnot or your teens, you're like, little James, I hate Christmas. Thanks for the money, Grandma. <laughs> like, stuff like that. <laughs> but then, like, you have kids and, like, some of the magic comes back, like, rewatching some of the old shows and whatnot. Seeing them see it for the first time, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, Sam, Matt. we live in a society. We're not animals here. <laughs> Putting up Christmas in October... No bueno, man. It's like Halloween has not even happened yet. There's still orange lights everywhere, orange and purple and spiders and... Yeah. It's wild. We live in a society, Sam. There's got to be order. It's true. We do live in a society. I will agree with that. There's also, like... When my kids were trick-or-treating around our neighborhood, there's, like, all these, like, people who are doing, like, the fun stuff because kids trick-or-treat. Yeah. And so... They're doing, like, all the fun stuff. It's, like, kind of, like, fun, spooky stuff. And then you have, like, the one rogue neighbor that just takes it too far. It's got, like, smoke and strobe lights. It's Uh very much like the Dunphys on Modern Family. It's just, like, who the hell are you people? You're, like, (laughs) my kids, like, are getting on the other side of me and, like, holding me close and, like, shaking me. Like, Dad, I don't like this. And I'm, like, you don't have to get candy from there. That is, I wouldn't want their candy. It was like, holy cow. And then the house next door, Christmas tree's already up. Yeah. <sighs> what is this world coming to? We live in a society, Samuel. I'm not sure, you know. I'm not sure what yeah. it's coming to. It's coming to this <laughs> yeah. episode. We should do the gear episode. So, so on an episode of gear, yeah. what's new in 2023? Um, <sighs> do you want to start with plugins you want to start with hardware um i figure we can do a chain rundown if anything's changed there or and it's i'm assuming that not everybody has this might be some people's first gear episode so i don't mind going a bit into the Very weeds on this one time yeah let's start with chain rundown <laughs> okay cool chain rundown um let me just say none of my hardware has changed so let's get that out of the way but the chain rundown um, I'm still using the Lynx Hilo as my converter. Still love it. No issues. Rock solid. I literally have never had an issue with it now. For how many years have I had this? Five, six years? Um, no issues. Zero. Sounds great. Trucking right along. Um, I have that as converter. And then, uh, gear rundown. We've got, uh, the Duro meters which honestly don't get used a whole lot anymore because in-the-box metering is, in my opinion, a bit more accurate, especially with True Peak. So that's kind of maybe a new thought. Um, Not a new thought. I didn't create that idea, (laughs) but something I've said. Um, Someone was a thought leader. (laughs) Thought, yeah. Um, Still have the old Shure, um, basically a Poltec wannabe old vintage EQ. I have the CBS... Labs multiband max limiter that was modded to achieve higher loudness. Um, I have the Stam SA 4000, which is the SSL G Comp clone. Mm-hmm. Still a great piece of gear. Um, I have the SSL XL Logic Pre's, and uh, I actually like those because they have the uh, second and third order harmonics. So mm. you can indeed master audio through preamps. That's like a question that comes up, I feel like, a few times a year on forums where people are like, can I just run my 
mix through some 1073s or through my SSL pre's or my API 312, 312s? And um, the answer is yes, of course you can. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. <laughs> like, um, you know, and then there's always like a long list of people saying, of course you can. And then there's people like, no way you can't because of X, Y, and Z and the fidelity and change and blah, 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 blah. And that doesn't mean there's not some truth in there, but you get to use your ears. And uh, if you feel like it helps move the song to where it needs to go or where the client wants it to go to compete, then you do that. So I still really dig those. Um, I have a pair of 1176's Yuri Blackface um, compressors. They are terrific. Um, And they are great for mastering. They're great for everything. But they slap, and that's nice. I have the Poltec Solid State eqs the vintage ones um they're terrific i've talked about them a lot they're edgy they're in your face they're clean at the same time but i love them and i will not part with them until i pass away Hmm. um massive passive the silver face og one not the mastering um still love it still easily one of my favorite eqs out there highly recommend it We've got probably like, I would say like six or so people now have bought Massive Passives because of this podcast, and they all love it, which is great. That's always nice. Um, the Better Maker Mastering Limiter, still living large. Um, it's a great limiter. I know they put out uh, version two of it, and uh, haven't even gotten my hands on the, it. Is that the Darth one or the new one? No, the new one. Well, they made the Darth, and then they made an actual new one. Um, that is it has, based off of their stuff with the Darth with like the Transformers and the I don't even know I don't even know um, not gonna lie don't know I uh, have been still just so satisfied with this original version um, that I haven't even thought about checking out a V2 because I feel like this V1 I'm not lacking anything um, that I want it to do so I just I don't really um, start snooping around for things like grass is greener. I don't really do that because um, I just find it. Uh, it's just like not very helpful. Uh, it's very emotional based, and I don't find that helpful in mastering or buying gear. So that's my own thought. Um, Overstayer MAS still dope. Um, you can buy those for pretty cheap now online. I see them pop up every once in a while for quite affordable. So if you want basically the sound of uh, console tape. That's what it's uh, basically in a box, console slash tape, and the way it works and the way you can push it. If you want analog sound, as people think of it, buy the Overstayer MAS. That is, to me, the sound of analog. Um, if I can say when people are like, I want it to sound analog, they usually want like this rounded off, warm, blooming, transient, perceived loudness, harmonics, the Overstayer MAS is that in a box. It's great. Um, the Two Tech Tube Tech LCB Two A. Still love that thing. It's a beast. Highly recommend that as well. You can sometimes snag those for a good deal online. Um, but it's a great compressor and/or limiter for those that haven't heard me say. You know, if you read the manual, they kind of call it their. Um, I'll say broad uh, brushstroke of attempt to mimic Fairchild attack releasing kind of sound with a uh, kind of LA-2A sound blend. 
So it's kind of a fun, like hybrid piece of two great compressor slash limiters into one box. So that's freaking sweet. Um, I still have the Black Lion AMCHA1 Master and EQ. They only made them for a little while. And it has a, uh, like a vintage button on it, which is sweet. And that thing has old Sinmag transformers I had put in. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they're vintage, and it sounds really cool. It doesn't get used a lot, honestly, anymore. I just don't go to it very often. But it's a cool-sounding EQ, and it has a very old sound to it, like a rounded-off sound. So sometimes I use that um, for things that need that. I have um, still the API 2164... Uh, amps that are racked up from the Mastering Labs API console from Sax Brothers. Um, those are cool. They basically are just like little tone boxes. So the way I use them is uh, they need basically signal coming into them, a hotter signal, because if you just use them straight up as the amps, it's very quiet and kind of not great sounding. But when I run something hot into it, then I can dial it up. And you can really get, like, this very cool API console sound. So those are sweet. Um, and then I have the Elysia Expressor, which is awesome. The 500 series. Highly recommend it. It is a very undervalued piece of gear. If you want to get into uh, analog compression, I would highly recommend that. I think you can buy them used for, like, six or 700 bucks now. Um which is a great deal. I've had mine for a long, long time now. Never had an issue. It's very versatile. And it has one of the coolest functions that I wish more people would make, which is the gain reduction limiter. I don't know why mm -hmm. other companies don't steal that. But basically, you can decide, you can tell it, I only want you to limit 1.5 dB total or 2 dB total. And then you can run it as hard as you want, and it will never take off more than 2 dB. So you can get some really cool, um, fat, you know, loud sounding sound sounds without destroying the life out of everything. So that's really normally. Neat. <clears throat> normally, you really just see that on like plugins. Yeah, like as like the range, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's like it's so darn nice, and yeah. it's so it's such like a bougie thing to have as a mastering engineer. It is. Yeah, and I don't know why right, ahead, more people don't have it. Um, I'll just kind of wrap up here. I don't have to go through everything, everything. Um, last thing, I have like a, man, I, I don't know, vintage loft limiter, which is like $200. I don't really ever use that, to be honest. Um, I have the vintage Aphex Exciter, which I do use sometimes still, and that's pretty sweet. Um, those I think you can buy for like a couple hundred bucks too. But that's those are the things I'll say I actually still use. Um, then I have a handful of other just like vintagey, cheap boxes essentially that probably don't get used very often. But that's my um, that's my chain. You know, Grim Cables and Mogami Gold are uh, kind of all the connections. The chef's kiss. Yeah, you know, and then the barefoot monitors, the O ones, the original. Still love them on sound anchor stands. And then uh, you know. I got my room, which is great. So that's that. What about you, Matt? What's your uh, chain rundown? Do you want to run down like your general like chain of how you have things organized, or 
Yeah, I could do that. It's a gear episode after all. Yeah. If not, no worries. No, I can. In I case can you do have that. some like secret sauce you're cooking up. <laughs> My uh, secret sauce is basically my stack. Like, it's what I've talked about for so long. And uh, people are finally taking me up on this, which is great. And they're doing the stack, which I didn't invent stacking gear. But, you know, my secret sauce is better maker limiter into an EQ than into another compressor or limiter into an EQ. So just... Limit EQ, limit EQ, then back in the box. <laughs> and sometimes I'll use things in the box, but a lot of times it'll just be the Fab Filter Pro L2 sitting on the end. And, uh, you know, it's just catching inner sample peaks and doing true peak limiting for me. But that is my sauce. Stacking things is my sauce, which is definitely not an original idea, but at mastering, for some reason, so many people don't think they can do that or they don't they stack a bunch of I'll just say well I don't know just random things like not like they'll stack like seven different things as opposed to like basically I'm just using limiters and EQs I'm not using like Mm -hmm. limiter EQ exciter widener stereo multiband like it's very straightforward like limit EQ limit EQ Um, and I only use Basically, things in the limiter setting too. Like on the tube tech, it's always in the limit mode, not compress. Um, that's what I've realized over the last couple of years is like I don't really use compressors. Um, mm. Like very rarely will I use a compressor. I I just like to limit, and I know that's a big part of my sound is just using limiters pretty much and no compressors. Even though I have a couple, like the SA four thousand. It's very specific sound, like the SSL clone G-Comp. So obviously that's a compressor. But it's like, you know, it feels grabby to me a lot of times, even with the attack knob changed. And then mm-hmm. the Elisa Expressor, you can make into an... You can use the ratio, basically, to make it into a limiter. Um, with that SSL, do, like, as you're changing... I might be answering my own question. This might be so dumb. When you're changing the ratio... No, it's not a dumb question because I'm kind of fi- thinking of like on a digital console, like the way they display a uh, like ratio. It's like that top part above the knee that essentially collapses down as you like increase the ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, but on an SSL G comp or even like a clone, does the knee soften as you essentially turn the ratio down? Because um, I always feel like if I have like if I'm at I I don't know the last time I used in like a G comp but on like some of like the higher ratios I always preferred those uh, G comp. Let me give you some like things. what I'm seeing I, online. It's this is the internet, friends. It says lower ratios have a softer knee. Okay. Because I'd always have it at like three or four. I'm kind of looking at like the their like actual one they put in their you know console. So like yeah. three or four, I think, is like where I used to have it. 
But then, like, I, and I'm like, and then you're like, you're getting like one or two dB of like thwack, like that little needle just kind of jumping. Right. But then it's like, as you put it down to like two and then like one and a half, I was like, holy crap, why is so much more going beyond this? Like, cause I'm like, okay, yeah, like the, we're just easing up on the ratio. But then it's like, man, something's got to be happening to right. this knee. So I've always been curious. And I never cared for it too much, like the one and a half and two. I'd always use the, the heavier ratios for the, the thwackage. That's what I, yeah, I will use the uh, heavier ratios for my mastering. And, uh, you know, I feel like it sounds, I guess it's probably because it sounds more like a limiter <laughs> to me. Yeah. <laughs> than just a compressor, like, excuse me, I just had a Olipop, so it's bubbly. <laughs> like That's these, funny. These uh, burps coming out right now. Um, Are those the uh, what is it like the the good gut bacteria? Yeah, it has a things prebiot, prebiotic. It's like a probiotic. That's it. Actually, is an incredible drink in general. Like it, it is the it's as good to me as soda, if not better. It's just different. How about that? It's different than soda, but it doesn't a taste of like people. Yeah, go ahead. And I was gonna have a handful of people here drink that, and so I see it all the time. And I'm like, I'm gonna, should I steal one? I think it's super I good. I'm kind of like a Lacroix and a Topo Chico kind of guy. Yeah, this is definitely like a step up from that because it's not sparkling water. It's like meant to be like a soda. What's great about mm. Olipop is so many companies that are trying to make healthy sodas. They lean into the like kombucha camp. So yeah. like so it's many like so people, much sugar. yeah, they a lot of sugar, but they add like apple cider vinegar to it. To like kind of yeah. give it the fermenty bubbliness, yeah. and Olipop does not do that, and that is a huge uh, dis- a distinguisher to me between like Olipop and every other company out there that's making like healthy soda. Anyway, huge Olipop fan. Don't know anything about their company, but I sure do. I'm on subscription, so <laughs> they send me my 24 cans a month. Um, Do you uh doesn't apple cider vinegar like eat away your tooth enamel? Uh I don't know. I don't know. I don't I used to shoot it all the time and kind of just stop because you're I was so like, edgy. That was like eight years ago too. That was a long time ago. <laughs> before it was cool. Um yeah, I didn't really notice anything happening with that. So I just stopped doing it because it tasted terrible. Um, but did I, you like cut it? Yeah, I put it with water and just. I did it one or it. two times with not water <laughs> because people are like, "Oh, it's good for the gut," and I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm breathing fire now, man." So yeah, but so. anyway, back to our, <laughs> we need to do an episode of just things we're doing differently in life. It should literally <laughs> we need to do an episode of just like how we normally talk. I know. Because I feel like we could, these episodes are limited to an hour. We could, you and I, we could have our own radio show of just how you and I hang out. Probably. And it's equally, if not more amusing than this podcast. Yes, it is. Um, Okay. Man, what the heck were we talking about? We were talking about gear and chains and whatnot. Oh, the chain, the secret um, sauce. Yeah, that is my secret sauce. Sorry. Let's let's circle back and keep going. Yeah. Limit EQ, limit EQ. There we go. Last question I have for you. Yes. Do you have your eye on anything right now? Ugh. Well, the only thing I actually have my eye on is, uh, well, two things. The Fairchild remake. Very cool. Oh, yeah. They're remaking that. 
um, eye on that, but at the thirty, what is it, thirty five thousand dollar price tag? Um, not a necessity yeah. right now. You literally <clears throat> won't need a heater right. in the winter yeah. in Nashville. But that's uh, I have my eye on that, and then um, I just saw it was literally this morning. Um, Tube Tech just came out, or a soft tube just made mm-hmm. the multi band Tube Tech plugin. I have been looking for that everywhere. Yeah, like a, like a, for months, and I'm like, how does no one make this? Yeah, they. Uh, just, so I'm happy. I think just came out with it. I saw it pop up today. It's on sale for two hundred nine dollars, and I'm gonna wait till Black Friday and see what happens. <laughs> but definitely have my eye on that because I am a big Tube Tech fan. If you have not used a real Tube Tech something hardware, um, you gotta try it out or buy it. Like. Tube tech is just tube. I mean, it's just so tubey. It's just so tube. They nail. They nail what they say. Tube tech. Anyway, the uh, the multi band uh, plugin from Soft Tube. I got my eye on that. I will be buying that. Let's just put that out there. It's just a matter of if it's if it doesn't go on sale for Black Friday, <laughs> then I'll just buy it. You know, and be done with it. But I'm gonna hold out because those companies, you know how they be. I mean, if not Black Friday, it's going to be Christmas. Right. So I got a feeling yeah. it's going to get cut in half eventually. So I'll wait. Soft tube stuff is so nice, too. It is nice. And it's like all their like GUIs, they like expand. They can get yeah. old man mode. Yep. And everything just always works well on them. It's, it's pretty nice. 100%. Um, but yeah. That's uh, those are the couple things that my eyes on, and let's pause there. I've been enough talking. I want to hand it off to you, Matt. Let's let's run down the chain. Let's start there. And uh, what I'm yeah. currently doing? Any news? Any news? Any news? Any news? Okay, so what I have, I'll go kind of condense, and I'll essentially do everything in order. Um. So, I mean, ditto 100% what you say about the Hilo. Just as, like, it being... And I don't do conversion with it maybe but five times a year. Um, I mainly just have it as, like, a routing monster. Yep. Um, which is crazy because I could totally sell this for a lot of money. Because Hilos now are thirty five ninety nine. I looked this morning. I know. They went way up, I think, because of us. <laughs> Yeah, we have, they did do. Uh, they did have us do a, like a little mini podcast. We have, them. yeah, we have definitely moved some helos. We have been I know interviewed that. by links. Yeah, it's, we are on their website. Yeah, we're official. Um, <laughs> we're a real thing now. We're so. a real thing. We've been interviewed by links. Yeah, and we get no kickback um, from them. We didn't even get money or sponsor or anything. We just yeah did it because they asked us, and we're like, sure, we'll help you out. So I have a helo that does all of my routing. Um, I like it. The only thing that it really beats the head quantum on is if you need like some punch and you can and you're not really gonna have any farty converter stuff happen with it, then you can hit the AD and it'll slap a little bit harder because it is soft clipping more audibly than the quantum does. Um and so if I need that slap or something like that, where like the heat where the mix either doesn't have it and it can benefit from it. Or, uh, yeah, it just kind of needs to be like as clean as a capture as it can be. 
then I'll use that. I have looked at like some of the Prism AD stuff and even like the Weiss AD because like I've kind of been looking at like super, 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 super clean stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just getting everything of all different spectrums and it's like, it's not like a, like I don't want to poke the bear and like I found my chain or stuff like that. It's always like a question of like how can I serve like these mixes better, mm-hmm. and it's like arguably sometimes maybe the best thing I could do is not to go analog, mm-hmm. um, but it's like I also like to work that way, and I know people come to me because I enjoy to work that way. So um, anyway, that's the Hilo, and I'm re- I'm not even doing monitoring through that. Um, I don't know if I talked about this last time. I don't. Know, I remember one of the gear episodes I ran out of time. Um, anyway, my monitors right now, I moved from the Pro-X to the Key 3s. Um, I think, I don't think it was this year. I think it was last year. Um, I really like them. I have never been an active monitor fan. I really love, like, the journey of, like, passive speaker, the journey of, like, finding, like, the perfect, like, marriage of amp to speaker and, like, just shopping all the stuff and buying and trying and that's just me though i'm like a little i i I don't know if i have a complete lack of respect for money or whatnot (laughs) but i really like all that stuff and so um it's funny because i'll still look at passive speakers and amp combos and like read a bunch of hi-fi stuff and i really like hi-fi stuff too um but i never heard like a pair of speakers sound like these I really love them. I really love the rejection they give and the on like the low end is like you yeah, kind of stuff them in the corners. I highly recommend them. I also I don't recommend buying them at full price. If you don't mind going used, um they do not hold their value. Um you're going to be paying between 16 and 18,000 just for the tops. Um and they're going to be reselling between fourteen and I've seen as low as nine seven. So, if you're patient, I recommend patience. Um, but they are holy crap! They are worth it. I've I've heard I've heard speakers like I've heard really good speakers, and these to me are fantastic. I I demoed a lot of stuff when I was kind of switching from the Pro X because I love those so much. But like I found myself just like kind of like leaning into them and I was like overpowering by like almost triple what they're rated for just to see how much headroom I can get out of them and uh you know being afraid of like accidentally like turning on the volume when stuff's like cranked and being like oh there goes my speaker I honestly have not seen a pair of my pro acts available like I think maybe one time since I bought them so they're still sitting here. I have I literally have like a room full of gear that I, I don't know why I won't sell, but I have this like fantasy of um that like I'll have like a multi-studio facility one day with like I don't know. I I just I just kind of I like making business and I like doing all that stuff and I'm like I currently have enough stuff for like two and a half like studios and so it's kind of like <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what's my problem right now but I have a spreadsheet in case I die that my wife can reference and I really need to like Sam put Sam as like my like the person who's going to make sure that my gear is sold properly right you're my person for that in the will yeah <laughs> I've been that for a while and so I need we, we need to go do wills we need to go do all that stuff and be like Sam you are the person to make sure that my family is not missing out on the money on my gear to do that yeah, so that's going to be a thing. Um, anyway, so those are the keys. I love those. Um, the only thing I don't love about them is if you don't have the key control, the monitor controller, which I didn't have at first, 
Um, they auto shut off like 15 or 20 minutes after no sound goes through them, which I understand it. I've actually talked to the CEO of Key about on a Zoom call. And I said, man, having just like a way that you can turn that function off, pass it like like on the speaker would be killer without having the key control. But I get why they want to do that. And I I understand the ecosystem, but it's like the option of not having the monitor controller is kind of nice too. Um, for anyone wondering, I don't have them tuned to like a very specific thing. I have them running flat and they really sound good. And the translation out of my room is freaking bonkers. And I do not rub a, run a sub anymore. If you're on the fence about the key threes, just just do it. They're, they're awesome. I know they just came out with something um, else, but I, the CEO of the company also said they're never going to bring out a product to compete against a current product line. So don't be like, are they going to do something? Are they not going to do something? Are they going to do something? I want the threes. It's like, just just go get it. So that's what I have with that, sitting on sound anchors. Um, so that's monitoring. That's the Hilo. Um, so everything then from the Hilo goes to my manly backbone. Um, from there, channel one, we have, I'm doing all tube stuff up front. The Manly Massive Passive is the first, no, I'm sorry, the Manly Varimu is the first thing that is hit. It is a glorious tube compressor. If you need glue, if you need just a little bit of Shazam, it's got a whole lot of Shazam. That goes to the Manly Massive Passive. I cannot recommend it enough. I mean, I could probably count on two hands. No, I could. I probably don't have enough hands to how many people I know have bought <laughs> Massive Passives from us because of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's like that. Do I say this? <laughs> My other company is sponsoring a podcast that is wanting a ton of money <laughs> to be forwarded um, from us in this upcoming year, putting bonkers numbers on stuff. I'm just like, dude, I have a podcast that I know I have sold at least thirty thousand dollars worth of massive passives oh, alone. Yeah, definitely. Not to mention the Rupert Neve Portico twos. Not to mention head quantums that I know. Not to mention very muse that I know. Poltex. Not to mention API twenty five hundred pluses. Uh-huh. Not to mention MPL twos. Not to mention freaking Lynx helos. Right. And then this episode, if it sells a pair of keys, <laughs> we have probably collectively sold close to a hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment for sure. And I know at least. 20,000 of that was bought from Sweetwater. Uh huh. (laughs) So, if we wanted to sponsor this podcast, I could put together some pretty impressive financials and this other. And we have the metrics to kind of back it up of like the people of the community who are going to listen to this episode specifically on buying gear. Right. And so it's like that other podcast doesn't. So, we got to go back and fight a little bit. (laughs) But if we wanted to sponsor something, we could have stuff sponsored. Um, Sam and I move gear. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, mainly massive passive. I absolutely love it. So that so that's channel one. Um, I should also eh, yeah, everything is run as far as cabling through gear, Grim cables. I redid all the Mogami that came with the um, what's it called? The mainly backbone and my one of my great great friends Angel um redid all this in uh in the snakes that Grimm makes. 
And I mean, I absolutely just love them. They're the first cable I've ever heard that does, you literally can't hear the cable. I say that I literally bought like $300 of Megami today because Grimm's such a pain in the ass to get here. <laughs> and it's like, they're only through distributor now. And then that distributor is like, oh, two weeks. And I'm like, but I don't want to wait two weeks. And so I'm like, whatever, Sweetwater. Just, I love that I can tell Sweetwater, hey, I want this overnight and it's only 20 bucks. I am a sucker for overnight shipping. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> dude, when I want something, I want it. So. <laughs> Next in the line is uh, the, the Masslick MEA2 on uh, Channel 2. I really love it. I really love running an MS. Just running an MS does something 3D that it's like, I don't even have to like touch any of the other knobs. It's just like, mm-hmm. shut up and be gorgeous. And it's just like, it just has this like fantastic presence. And if you need a little bit of top, you just, I've said in previous podcasts, it's literally like a point and shoot kind of a thing. You need more vocal. Okay. Like 2K range, dial in your Q, 0.5 or 1. It's like, boom, right there. A little more low end. Here you go. Doot, 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 doot. You're done. I love it. Um, I don't have anything else on an MS channel. So three is empty. Four is my API 2500 plus. I absolutely love it. Um, I run that thing as the manual says, knobs at noon. I mean, I love uh, that ratio at five. I think you get like enough of that limitery feel. Um, I might dial the release down like to 11, but I run it like, I run it completely differently than how I used to run the plugin. And it's, I love it. Um, I literally, I, I had a, uh, I had a Masalik MLA2, their compressor. And I sold it to Vintage King, took that, and I didn't want the money. I took that credit with Vintage King and got a 2500 plus. And there was a record that I had just done. And I'm like, hey, give me like a day or so. And I redid the record. And I was like, you can choose, but I literally bought a piece of gear for this. And don't use that <laughs> as, a, as a thing. But I legitimately think this is better. And they're like, holy crap. And I was like, okay, here's your whole record. Mm-hmm. There's no charge on this. You already paid me for the record. But this just sounds incredible. Um, so, yeah, I, I love that compressor. But you have to be able to afford, like, the tone of it. Because the, the makeup gain from it has a very specific tone to it. Let's see. Next, we go to the go to channel five. That's the foot control systems, the P three SME. I like it a lot. Um, I really like the gain function on it. I don't really use it as a compressor. I love the output for transformers and just all the little knickknacks that it has. Uh, <laughs> I say knickknack. Remember the Norm Macdonald joke? <laughs> Do you ever hear the when the frog went to go get a loan? No. Oh my gosh, I'm going to send you this later. Send to me later. The punchline's so great on it. <clears throat> I love Norm McDonald jokes. Okay, so anyway, from P3SME, it goes to still on channel five. The P3SME essentially is a gain stage for uh, the Neve uh, Portico 2, the Master Bus processor. Um, if I need like a little bit more, like super clean gain, I'll stage it into the MBP. Um, but I mean, I love the gain. I mean, and I've said this before. Like, I don't know why Rupert Neve keeps on coming out with their like other boxes. They literally need to make a stereo, stereo field editor box. That right there is worth the complete price of like one of their units alone. Um, let's see. So that's channel five, and then that goes to channel six. Uh, I have a custom made uh, acceleration limiter typically used for vinyl cutting, uh, going in first. 
and then that goes into an MPL2, which is also by Maslick. And I mean, it's just like such a nice de-esser. Uh It just may, and it's like it's it's not even like it's not even like a normal de-esser. It just t- t- tells like the S's and all the crap. Just like, hey, calm down over there. Just like turn it down. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna call the cops on you, like like that kind of thing. It's like it's just so nice. Uh, channel seven is I have a pair of Western Electric transformers wired up in there. Um, I use them maybe once or twice a year. I used to have ATCs and Altex and um, a handful of other transformers wired up in a matrix, and I don't really do that anymore. I kind of get the vibe I need. Then the, all the DAAD is currently run through the Head Quantum. I love it. Um, I've actually, I have it on my thing. Um, let me make sure I got it through everything. I, I actually have it on my, like, I've had some heartburn with it this year. It's had some issues. Um, it's actually been into the shop three times this year. Once in February, once in April, once in July or June. And uh, I kept on having one channel on the DA go out. And I was using the Hilo DA for a while. And it sucks because the DA on the Quantum is just, so delicious um and <laughs> i think streaky did a video and he titled the video do you like a fat bottom when he was talking about the <laughs> solaris which is the da version of the quantum then i think the interstellar is the ad part of it um and it's just it's it's fantastic but it had like i guess like stuff in like the ones that came out here had weird power supply issues uh like like it was running hotter uh voltage wise than I guess like the models prior. And um I mean I wanted to give them as like much like grace as possible too, because it's like I mean, they just had Dave Hill pass away, I think in February or March. And actually that's when this started happening. And so it's like I just wanted to I wasn't really like choosy or picky or anything. I was like, y'all are probably just picking up pieces over there, but Seriously, nicest people I've ever I've ever had to deal with, and it's like even coming in three times. I, I think they ended up rebuilding the whole uh, the whole DA board, and I got a whole new one out of it. Um, so super nice people, but I'm a little on edge about it, and uh, I've actually thought about picking up not another head quantum, but like a 192 or something, just to kind of have mm-hmm. just in case this one has to go back in. But it's been knock on wood. I know how stuff goes with this podcast. I talk about stuff, and then like it goes the other way. Um, so, but this one's it's been it's been running pretty good so far. Um, and then recently, I actually haven't plugged it in. I've had it for like three or four, I don't think it's been four weeks. It's been three. Um, I got a Burl ADC. Um, I don't even think you know about this, Sam. No, I think it's got to be four weeks. It's literally just been sitting behind me. I'm very familiar <laughs> and, with Burl. Though. What What's they, that? I said I'm really familiar with Burl and what they sound like. One of the mastering first mastering studios guy, I, I'll say shadowed. He was a Burl in and out guy. Yeah, yeah. You either really, I hear you either really like the tone or you just can't use it, and mm-hmm. it's just like like unusable. And from a lot of the things that I've heard, uh, it seems like I'm using I'm I'm doing a lot of the genres that this thing is kind of found on and so it's like I don't know let's kind of see it and so I've, this is me the Mogami the Grim, like the him and the Han like mm-hmm. I don't want to wait two weeks but then like two weeks later I still haven't bought cables like if I would have just bought cables two weeks ago I'd already have them right now 
And so I'm going to just overnighting them from Sweetwater, and I'm going to crawl under my desk and wire it up tomorrow. So um, anyway, I'll probably have a thing or two to say on it, whether I keep it or not. And um, I got it quoted, and it's just like converter prices right now are just so darn high. So it's like I had to get one on the used market. And so it's like, I don't know, in case I don't like it, buy it. Um, buy it as inexpensively as you can and you know, you know, you know the deal. Um, anyway, that's kind of my outboard shebang. Uh, I guess meter. I have a B&B Systems AM3B. It's awesome. It has a little oscilloscope. Tells me phase and left, right, left and right signal and then combined signal and that's kind of the shebang, man. So we're kind of eating into this podcast. You want to go through plugins at all? Yeah, I have Three plugins that I want to talk about that I've been using okay. this year that I haven't really talked about. Um, I mean, I may have talked about it with you. And they're not necessarily new plugins. One of them's newer. So I'm just going to get into it. Um, newfangled audio. Yes, sir. Extremely into the Elevate limiter. Mainly because it has you can stack in it so it has filter bank mm-hmm. limiter eq transient eq and the clipper and you can arrange them how you want and you can adjust them how you want and the limiter eq and the transient eq uh basically i think they call it transient emphasis uh per band allows you to really smack the crap out of it and then you can make up some stuff and make it pop back out with that, depending on how you arrange it. I find this limiter to also be extremely good with dynamic material, like a acoustic song, um, something that's stripped back that's more dynamic, but somebody wants it still to be extremely compressed, a.k.a. loud, to compete. Um, this has become my go-to in-the-box limiter really go-to limiter for all things dynamic um, that have a lot of intricate detail or if it is just piano vocals or acoustic vocals or piano acoustic vocals, anything kind of stripped down, which is becoming more and more popular of people doing their popular song and then they do a stripped down version. I've been using this limiter a lot on that. Love it. Cannot speak highly enough of it. I find the presets in it to honestly be worthless um, I really don't. <laughs> if you use the presets in here to judge it, I think you will go, this is not great. But if you just set everything to zero and then build your own chain within it, which, of course, doing some work and using your ears and read the manual, I find that a couple people I've sent it to, they're like, it's too complicated. And I'm like, oh, Lord, help me. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's fine then. Okay, don't. don't. I don't send it to anybody. Right. Um, I love it. But people that have found it, people that work through it, through basically like the ability you have to really dial in things, um, you can get some incredible sounds out of it. So really mm-hmm. love that. Um, I got it on, does some harmonic thing. Uh, well, it has that's a saturate. Way different. Yeah, yeah. That no, too. like even with saturate, like completely off, and the clipper all the way off, it, it does something harmonically different. Yes, yeah. It says it's on that website. I think it talks about something. There's something with the psychoacoustics and the musicality of it that you'd have to read on the website. But yes, you are correct um, in what you're saying. Uh, next plugin that isn't necessarily new for probably maybe a lot of you, I don't know, 
but the T-Rex TR5 Stealth Limiter, um, it either works amazing or it doesn't. It's one of mm-hmm. those. And I really love um, it in Harmonic 1 uh, mode. And then it has really good intersample peak. And I find on some like louder material, stuff that's already compressed, that I can get it stupid loud with this thing. Mm. Um, for loud songs that have a really loud ref already, where it's like everything is loud and I need to... They're like, we want it to be bigger and louder. And it's one of those situations where you're like, okay, great. Um, you know, this thing can do wonders on that of like beating. I, I in my head, it is like my ref beater. <laughs> like that's how I think about it. When someone just sends me an ungodly hot uh, ref, where it's just like, okay, I know this version can't come out, but I've got to at least be there, beat it um, in a more tasteful way. In my opinion, um, that thing has been a, a real lifesaver like a number of times this year. So I really like that. And then this is an oldie and it's been around for a long time, but it is soft tube from soft tube. I don't know how you say it. I'm going to say, I've always called it the, the, the drummer mm-hmm. S 73 like dormer. Yeah. But it's D R a W M E R somebody out there. Yeah. who's uh, probably been a while, been around a while, knows how to say that because it's the hardware has been out for a while. And I think the hardware is only like $1,600. Um, but it is a intelligent, it's called an intelligent master processor and it's made for mastering. And, um, I started using it this year because I have had it for a while and I was just going through plugins that came in kind of like a bundle and I pulled this thing up and, um, a, I love it has a wet dry knob, so that's huge. Mm-hmm. But also the punch and the ambiance were wide setting because it. This is what's so funny. This thing's been for around forever, and one of the banks of settings here is called spatial mm-hmm. <laughs> style spatial. Uh, just funny. That's that's been around for like forty years. Um, wide mix ambiance and vocal enhance, and then has clarity, clarity one two. Gentle comp, more air, de-rumble punch. But I find this thing to be just like a real... I really like it for the punch section on the bass control. And I really like some of the spatial stuff like the ambiance. I don't know what it's doing on the ambiance setting, but it just kind of gives a hug to everything. I'm sure it's doing something mid-side. Um, but yeah, I it really into Atmos. Yeah, it's doing Atmos way Dolby Atmos. approved. Exactly. Is that what spatial is using this plugin? Um, yeah, that's it. I put it on spatial mode. Um, it exports sorry. your song as nine gigs. <laughs> it's nine gigs. That's it. Small hard drive comes out. Um, anyway, <laughs> this plugin to me is really great, and I don't hear anyone ever talk about it ever. And I've been using it all year long on stuff. And it's got a lot of cool settings, and the fact that you can blend in is great. And so check it out. It's a mastering processor. It's made for mastering, for Pete's sakes. Come on. I'm good with the people. Um, But yeah, check that out. Those are the three plugins I wanted to talk about this year. Check them out. Put them in your chain. Thank me later. Handing off to you, Matt. Nice. 
I'll have to check this out. I've I think I've seen this before, but I'm sure you have. It's been around forever. It's something that like you totally just pass by. I know that's what I did for years, and then I was like, wait, what does this do? And what are you? And then I was like, oh my gosh, it says master on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. That's me. That's what I do. <laughs> the world, the audio world's trying to make that everybody. Wow. Intelligent. Intelligent as well. <laughs> made for me. Yeah. I could use some of that. <laughs> anyway, go check it out, Fill friends. me up. Yeah. What's that? I just said go check it out. Have fun with it. Yeah. All right. Your turn. Um, let's see. Oh, I never said if I had my eye on anything. Oh, yeah. I'm just looking at my notes. The only thing I really have my eye on, I really want to buy, like, I think the one thing that analog people's converter companies, and I think I've said this before, get wrong, is you really need a meter that goes above digital zero because you're literally living in a land that's capable of going above digital zero. Mm-hmm. And for crazy people like me that go above digital zero, and I'm pretty sure like you know people in the general analog realm elsewhere go above digital zero and like loud digital worlds, um, you kind of need to meter how much you're going to be reducing. Like everywhere else shows you gain reduction. But I think like the Weiss limiter, the ADC that they have, they show you it. But nobody else shows you how much you're going over digital zero and so how much you're like losing Mm -hmm. if you're actually using your converter as a limiter. And so either if it's like an analog Duro or something, I kind of want to know how much I'm reducing things by. And so that's definitely something I would like a, a need I would like to fill um, I'll go into plugins because we got like fifteen-ish minutes. This plugin's already, or this this plugin, this episode's already like fifty-four minutes long. Yeah, you can do okay, uh, so plugins and then take us home. Yeah, a little awkward radio silence. Okay, so plugins. What's new this year? I may have switched to this last year. I can't remember. Um, but. I used to not really like DMG Limitless. I I, I don't know what was going on. Um, I really enjoy it if I just need a really, really clean limiter. Um, I mean, that thing is just like, it's like squeaky clean. Um, I also really like that newfangled Elevate that you've been toying with. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, shoot out the Limitless and the newfangled. Mm. The newfangled for me, so like I totally, I've been saying this for years, I need to just switch to a laptop and a monitor because this 2015 iMac is just like going to freaking Mars and it does not like 96 anymore. And it's like if I run that newfangled limiter, even if it is better sounding, it's just like... You've overloaded your processor. You've overloaded your CPU. We're, our insides are turning to lava. The fans cannot run any faster. And, uh, yeah, it's just kind of like a nightmare. So, um, besides the CPU hogness of the Elevate, um, it's actually really funny. Um, I had to do something in the box because I was out of the country earlier this year. And... Uh, my like the new M chip uh MacBook Pros 
like I have one, and I, I think I have what, like an Ultra, whatever. Like the beefiest M1 is, uh, I have one of those, and I had to add a song or two to a session, and uh, I tried when I got back home to play the record on my iMac, and it physically would not play the record. And I was just like, are you freaking kidding me? So it's like, yeah, we're time. I got a, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's like a 15 song record. And it was just, it was just such a hog. But I was like, man, these songs sound great. Just too bad I can't play them on this computer. I still can't <laughs> play it on that computer. I can only play them on my laptop. So I really need to switch in a really bad way. Um, I'm almost there. I'm like literally talking to Apple right now. Um, so anyway, I use that. If I can, I don't really use the Pro L anymore. I actually like it for the for its meter more than I like it for its uh, limiting. Yeah. If I use it, I mainly use it for a really, really, really like soft clipper. Um, obviously, Ozone Eleven is new. Um, Sam and I we were honored to be part of the beta for that, and it was really fun. Uh, you should go back and listen to the the episode we did with the. Uh, Senior project manager. That was great. Um, let's see. Ash from Acoustica, if I'm doing anything in the box, which it's, it makes it like me right now, it sounds like I'm doing a lot in the box. I don't do a lot in the box. Um, but if I am in the box or if something needs to stay in the box, but I kind of want that con- converter sound, that's modeled after the Lavery converters. I like that on like what is like the platinum mode. Mm-hmm. It sounds really good. Uh, the Metric Halo by Sontech. I've been playing with that. It's pretty tasty. It's kind of neat that they did that. Um, the Amex, the is it Amex? Amex? No, Amex is the card. A M E K. The Amex GML compressor that's modeled. What is it? It's modeled after the GML twenty thirty. Yeah. Two channel mastering dynamic. What is it? They call it the gain control. It's a compressor that like I've always been curious about and that I've always wanted, but I also at the same time don't want to pay ten to fifteen thousand dollars for like a older compressor. Um but I'd love I'd love that as hardware. I think it takes like two of the GML power supplies. It is a beast. I wonder if it does it to keep even the power supplies separate hmm. as far as like dual mono. Yeah. Maybe. I never thought of it that way. Um the NIF Soma um, by Plugin Alliance. I really like that. If I just need like some mids to come out of nowhere and it's not going to happen on the massive passive and it's like I'm already post print and it's like I don't really need to go and reprint this and it's like or something weird's going to happen on the conversion side like we're going to hit the converter too hard if we push the mids on the massive passive which the massive passive is like the mid machine then I'll just pull up the nifsoma on the post processing and it is it is delicious. I absolutely love it. Um, I think I've already mentioned in previous episodes that Pulsar Massive emulation. I really like that. I think that's one of the most faithful representations of the Massive Passive. If you also need some mid-madness that is in the box, uh, post or pre-analog processing, it is grand. Um, even like they have like a drive thing on top of the gain, which is really nice. Um you can actually like drive into it. Um, I've needed a replacement because, like, I mean, if anyone knows me, I really love 
the UAD Ampex ATR-102, but I've been trying to get away from the UAD satellite. I have this hot take that some of the stuff on the satellite sounds different than some of the stuff on the Spark programs. And I can very easily, I feel like, back that up with just like a uh, Fairchild 670 because I have it on the Spark program and I also have it on the satellite. And it sounds like two different compressors. Hmm. I don't know. It could just be a weird bug or something or I don't know. But um, I also like, you know, on on Spark being able to like scale stuff up so I don't have to like use my eyes to like... I'm also sitting four feet from a monitor and so it's like I need my binoculars to read the massive passive. (laughs) The smallest mass passive in the game. I do think I saw the other day they came out with a massive passive for Spark. So I'll have to go check that out. Um, But anyway, I'm patiently waiting, UAD, for the ATR-102 to come to the Spark program. Then I can officially throw this satellite (laughs) at the side of the building. Um... Not the biggest fan. Anyway, um, so I've had to find something else, tapey, to kind of replace that. And the soft tube tape is fantastic. I think, uh, I can't remember who showed it to me. I think it was my friend Jan over in Germany. Jan, I'm so sorry. I always butcher your name. It's Jan, but I just call you Jan. Um, But it just has this, like, like, if you need to dial back the high frequency, you can do that. I really love the uh, the cross feed on it because just having like a little bit of that, it's like ah, you you know, left and right, you take yourself too seriously. So let's do a little bit of cross feed. If I'm ever using that, that's really fun. It drives super nice, and it's probably the most faithful tape representation I've ever heard. I like the ATR102 more, but as far as like from what I've heard from tape machines. The soft tube tape is the most faithful emulation of tape I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean it sounds better, but uh, have UAD Spark and then you know OTT. Love OTT. OTT. It's like it like say it's a, it's like a lifesaver, but it like it adds so much gain to everything, even with like small yeah, little amounts. It does. Yeah, I think that's kind of it. I think that's you know what I'm. I think that's what I'm working with. Love that. So, um, is that the gear episode? Do we have anywhere else to go? Like that's no, the gear. That's great. We did it again. We did it again. We're four minutes early. I can tell my wife I won't be late for dinner. Yippee! I can smell dinner down down downstairs. I have no idea what here. we're having for dinner. Room is uh, pretty much soundproof, but not smell proof. <laughs> Probably better than uh, coming in the air vent. <laughs> There you go. Smells there like you go. Garlic chicken. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyhow. Carry on. <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of all I got for the gear episode. Um, do you have anything? No, I feel great. I feel great about my performance today. <laughs> I think you did great. <laughs> I think you did a great job. Yeah. All right. And if we have anything we're not telling you about, that's why the episode's ending now. So, without further ado, if you hear the beat queued up in the background, that was made by the lovely Sam Moses. If you wouldn't mind just telling him thanks, if not for you, then for me, your gratitude is an extension of my gratitude. And I love how these podcasts sound. So if you wouldn't mind telling him thank you, I would appreciate it. If you wouldn't mind going to Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, 
giving us some stars, thumbs up, likes. Uh, more importantly, leaving a comment. Let us know what you think about the show. Let others know what you think about the show. That would be cool. Feel free to email us and DM us, whatever you want to do. Take a screenshot, share it on Instagram or wherever your social media ing. That would be lovely. Uh, if you need a mastering engineer, Sam can be found at. Where can you be found? I haven't said this in a while. Mosesmastering.com. We haven't recorded in a while, so <laughs> I'm kind of, you know, off the cuff here. Sam can be found at Moses Mastering. I can be found at For the Record Mastering. We would both love to take your record across the line. Um, yeah, and I believe either one of us would just knock it out of the park. Um, yeah, and I think that's all we got. Do you have any else? anything else for the people? No. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Morning, afternoon, evening, whatever y'all are having, have a darn good one. Cue the music. Yeah. See y'all later. Excellent. 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 Excellent.